Hey guys, welcome to the Killing the Tea podcast. This is Gare and Kate, and we are going to be discussing all things chills, thrills, and kills. Kate and I are going to be talking about our favorite books, TV shows, and movies that are in the thriller or crime fiction genre, as well as some reading habits and other items related to how we met on Bookstagram um, that will fit in with this podcast. So thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that you have fun and get totally terrified. I'm just drinking my tea out of a mug that's as big as my head, so. I love that. I'll stay away. Oh my God. The lips, t-shirt, and the nails. I mean, could you be cuter? Thanks. Honestly, oh my God. She's a gem. And the watch. (laughs) I'm just obsessed. I'm going to get an Apple watch. You should. I like it a lot. I I liked mine. It just stopped working. Yeah. I also need to get a new MacBook first. Yes, you do. Because then we can look HD. Yeah. So I'm going to get a new MacBook first. I'm not like big on like. Did you watch Sex in the City? Yeah. I mean, I have it in a while, but yeah. Do you remember how Carrie Bradshaw had like a flip phone until she had to get like a smartphone? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how I am with iPhones. Like, yeah. I, like when like a 14 comes out or a 15 or a 16 uh-huh. or a 12, like 20. Yeah. 14 or whatever. I just like don't care. Like I just get a new <laughs> iPhone when mine stops working that well if it continues to work well I'm like I'm good right yeah mine is I think I could upgrade mine but I haven't at the moment it just hasn't been what I've spent my money on yeah mine's like two years old to 12 um I saw the truck (gasps) again well no it's always this time right I actually was thinking of texting you this weekend a lot (laughs) to be like, I heard it. I heard it again. I heard it again. But like, if I had started that trend, it would have been endless. Yeah. I had a cargo van, so we would have really just spiraled. I heard it so much and it was so late at night because my sleep pattern schedule was not it this weekend. But mm-hmm. <laughs> holy shit, I heard that truck and I saw it today and it's like exactly what you would es- expect to see mm-hmm. in the documentary about my murder. Like mm-hmm. it is kind of beat up and black yeah, and very loud and it just looks like the kind of truck that you see at night and you're like, that looks suspicious. And then it like turns its headlights on. You know what I mean? <laughs> like very similar. You're like, oh, that's the cue like, that it's suspicious. Yeah. And I saw it today and it was driving very fast past my house. And I was like, I live in a very rural area. So like for one car yeah. to be driving up and down my road that much is just like very suspect. Yeah. But I also like if you combine the house in the beginning of Scream with Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. and the Idaho case house. Yeah, that's that's the setup of my home, basically. Like, I live in a rather rather large house in the middle of nowhere with like four <laughs> different ways to break in and murder me. So this truck driving by is very suspect. So I think it's my stalker. I think so. You're basically doomed. I'm doomed, with and TikTok knows that. Your house is. 
TikTok, yeah, TikTok knows. knows. That. TikTok has <laughs> been, been sending me you. like you're being stalked. <laughs> tarot readings and i'm like what is going on <laughs> i have never gotten that on tiktok so it is just you well, i've gotten the tarot you, things but... where it's like there's animosity yeah. between you and a friend or like, like no shit your love like your future lover is going to be coming into your life at 11 p.m on like april 14th or something stupid <laughs> like that but I i've never assume. gotten like i never got like a dark one that's like you are being stalked <laughs> you are gonna be dead soon bitch that's what they're telling you for the last like three weeks i know i'm like is the tiktok algorithm so good that it hears the same loud serial killer sounding truck driving by my house so much <laughs> that it's like let's fuck with him a little bit i think it does i think it that's what's too. going on yeah so well. that just makes me think that you know in the result of my untimely death <laughs> here are some books that represent who I am as a person. I loved this idea. So I was thinking, what are five good books that just describe not just your personality, but like, here's how to get to know me through five books and why. Yeah, kind of like your reading personality. My reading personality and like, just to kind of give you an idea as to like why I am into the books that I'm into so when I'm like posting you know oh my god I love serial killer books the darker the better you're like then why do you love why Ivy so much exactly it's not like a very fast-paced novel yeah Mm -hmm. so that's where I got the idea from of just being like hey like here are five books that I love Mm mm-hmm I've talked about them all before, so there's really no surprises, but yeah. I figured it would be kind of fun. I love chatting with you, so Same. I thought it would be kind of fun for me to just kind of give a one to two sentence summary instead of reading okay. off Goodreads, and yep. then it would be more fun for us to discuss if this works for you or not, yeah. maybe a book you're thinking of. Yep. Um or just being like more into why it works for me or what it does for me. Yes. As a reader compared to like being like, it was in 2017 when Ani <laughs> that. And then, and then we mispronounced stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> what a story of my life. Um, <laughs> so I guess that being said, Mm-hmm. I shall kick it off then. Yes. If you you're ready. I'm ready. You're going to be like, you could like totally sleep during this and probably tell me the five books. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> um, Maybe if I'd slept better. Oh my God, I yes. know. I know. I hear you there. I actually slept last night too, which is like surprising. Like I went to bed That's at good. 11 o'clock and I had that like feeling of like <clears throat> delirium almost yeah like where I was like Like, I can't think yeah nothing's making sense right now but anyway um so my first one (laughs) but anyway I couldn't you know whatever (laughs) let's get to to know each other (laughs) Um, (laughs) so my first one is a book that I read in high school Mm -hmm. that stuck with me 
for years and years that I will always recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, I read this my freshman year of high school, I believe. And at the time, I had a bookstore in the mall that I used to love to go to. Like, that was my thing, right? Like, Thursday nights, my parents and I would go into town. We would go out to dinner and we would go to the mall and, like, I would get my allowance, which wasn't me getting my allowance. It was me bargaining with my parents to raise my allowance $5 more so I could get either a CD or a book. Yes. Thing about my parents is, like, your allowance is, say, $15 a week. Mm-hmm. We'll buy you a $25 book, though, because we love that you're going to be a reader, that you're not I just, like, that. you know... Yeah, you were buying video video games. games. Not that I think video games are bad. (laughs) No, no, they're not. Um, But, you know, I think there was more of a stigma growing up that, like, it was better to be a reader than it was to, like, sit in front of the TV and rot your brain in a video game. Right. It's going to stimulate your brain a lot more when it's developing. Right, right. And it's definitely a cheaper hobby. Yes, But you know what? All of those people who were obsessive about video games, like I was books in high school, Mm -hmm. probably grew up to be video game developers and all of that. So good for them. Right. I'm not. (laughs) Same. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) But um, my first book is A Density of Souls by Christopher Rice. You know, growing up, there was not a lot of options for LGBT fiction, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So this was like pretty much the first queer fiction story that I read that I was like, oh my God, this is just everything in my person. There's like a little bit of a thriller. It's drama. It's bleak. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, (laughs) And it's basically about like four friends who we're growing up together and the minute they enter high school the gay one is pretty much shunned from the group for being gay and like the two guys bully him um that dives into you know it's very character driven but it also kind of like made me enjoy books that not only are a little bleak but like realistic you know when you Mm -hmm. have really dark secrets in your past and when you have really tragic things happen to you as you're growing up it can affect you and change you as a person and it was just such a like wild reading experience because the story goes in so many different directions that you know there were a lot of different genres within this book and I was like I want that like I want something like this all yeah. of the time in my life yeah and I thankfully love he kept writing a bunch of books so you kind of in every genre you. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I mean now he writes romance he has science fiction he has thrillers he has sci-fi thrillers yeah he's just I, it's Anne Rice's son you know like talent runs in the blood I am just learning that that's really amazing. Yeah, I didn't catch that yeah. part. Christopher Rice's Anne wow. Rice's son. Yeah. That is so impressive. Mm-hmm. And cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. He's learning new things uh, all the time. I know. And he was one of my first crushes, like celebrity oh, crushes. Oh, I love that. I will never forget. 
Do you remember David LaChapelle? I feel like I do, but why? He was this like really popular photographer that did like very. Yes. Like amazing photo shoots. Mm. And he did one with Christopher Rice when Christopher Rice's like book first came out and it was like christopher rice with like one arm up and like this like white tank top and there were like shreds in it like like he was like Whoa. a werewolf yeah and it was so cool but i was like oh my god i'm going to try to marry that man when i grow up did he get married or is he single do you know i believe he's single mm. you never know so i haven't he hasn't offered to me he does call me a pocket gay which is very nice <laughs> because I'm always like, well, I'm like short and mouthy, and he's like, oh, you're a po- you're a pocket gay. Oh, I love that. Like I told him how when I went to the doctor, yeah, <laughs> my mouth. <laughs> I hope it's mine. <laughs> 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 Me too. <laughs> the gossip session after. <laughs> um, oh boy! I actually did tell him. This whole time, I thought I was five foot seven and a half. <clears throat> and my friend Tyler, I could have been five nine, and my friend Tyler would just be like, You're five five, you know, like just yeah. to like harass me. Sounds so, right. yeah. So I go to the doctor and they're like, You're five six. And I was like, You're five oh. six. Yeah. So <sighs> keep in mind, when I went to the drive, like to the DMV to get my driver's license and everything, I'm like, I'm five, seven and a half. So I'm just going to tell them I'm five, eight. Cause like, what does it matter? Right. So I've just been lying. Oh, annoying no. for years. That's wild. Cause I for thought I was months. five, seven and I'm like, five, yeah. seven is not that bad. And my friend Tyler's like, you're not five, seven. And I'm like, you're just being like, you're just trying to like find something to be shady with me on and think that like, you're just trying to be like, you're shorter than you think. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll, he'll like joke around and be like, "You're four <laughs> <laughs> eleven. You're definitely not four But now I'm like, did Tyler curse me because I'm getting closer to four <gasps> eleven? Because now I'm like five. I, now I'm five six. Apparently, maybe I can't did. say apparently. I can't say apparently. I went to the you doctor. And were like, yeah, I just yeah. Can't. So I told Christopher Rice, I was like, I'm really more of a pocket gay than you thought before because I'm five six instead of five seven. I love that. <laughs> and so. he was like, I knew. I just knew. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, you're sticking with, you know, sticking with your, your nickname here. <laughs> that um, is jarring to find out you're I, shorter. I might have a book that he sent me that he signed to my favorite pocket gay. <gasps> oh my gosh. You have to keep that forever. Oh my God. I will never, ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Like when we first found each other on Instagram, I think it was when the Burning Girl series came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like posted my review and he was like obsessed with it and like my cast and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we like kind of like were, you know, friendly in each other's DMs and stuff. And he sent me like a bunch of books of oh, his. Oh, I love that. Yeah. He's so nice. He's so sweet. Yeah, I know. Yep, he always comments when we talk about him. A density of souls. Mm-hmm. Is, That's a good one. It's so good. Did you read it? No. You gotta be Listen. like really like I will read it with you because you'll need someone to hold your hand during this, but like yeah. It'll be Taylor Jenkins read. Level. Tears. 
growing yeah. yeah i believe it that's probably why i haven't read it yet <laughs> but it might be yeah. time maybe i'll read it next i feel like i could handle sadness right now oh my god i want to read it with you i will okay i won't well, even give you a choice i'll just be like what page we'll are think you about on? it yeah i mean i'm game week. whenever whenever you want to read it i'm game i, I will be there with you okay i have like i don't know how many pages left so maybe i mean i could I, whatever we can discuss off air when to start it <laughs> yeah oh not yeah. bored people with the details of my week <laughs> um i love I was the to details think... of your week well i know you do people love our conversations that's true you're right you're right i was trying to think of one since you brought up like that you read this one when you were younger but i don't think there was anything i didn't i don't think there was this just this is what i will say this book is what turned me into who i am today because like i went from like goosebumps to this book oh wow yeah you know like i was reading like goosebumps and like then maybe like fear street where it was like teen stuff but it was like yeah the calls coming from inside the house the cheerleaders are demented and to like this book by christopher rice was like emotionally traumatizing and it just turned me into the bleak little bastard that i am today (laughs) Thanks, I think Gone Girls would did that to me. <laughs> that helped too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It came out at the perfect timing because I had like just started college too. So of course it was Gone Girl. I know. Just Thank started God, college. college. I like just started my career. Yeah, but like because that's only a few years different, you're not that much older than me. The dogs are losing their shit downstairs. So if you guys hear, you're so much more mature. I'm so much more mature. Yeah, you're like married and have it together, and you like handle everything Mm -hmm. in life well. And I'm like having like one emotional meltdown a week, and my love life is a disaster. And (laughs) I'm gonna be getting rather bleak. (laughs) (laughs) No, because we laugh about it now. I'm just like, ah, whatever. Fuck it. (laughs) I'm gonna keep. I don't know how I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. not even and i love an anxiety spiral so i'm with you this is a rough week for anxiety yeah your week was way more anxiety producing i'm just burnt out and grumpy <laughs> same <laughs> we're so fun guys yeah <laughs> on the funnest um, episode ever <laughs> <laughs> hope you love it (laughs) well since i don't have one i mean we've talked about gone girl a million times not that i haven't talked about these books a million times too but i tried to like think of all of the different subgenres i read (laughs) and so alias emma was my spy novel um part of my personality i don't know why i blanked on the rest of that sentence but i'm obsessed with that yeah it was it's just you it's just one of my favorite spy novels that i read um basically emma is a spy who gets tasked with like bringing a uh not a mark what is it bringing an asset in i think is what you would call it and it's the son of these two other spies and he's resistant and he doesn't want to believe her that like that he like needs to go in for his safety 
And then the CCTV gets compromised. And am I frozen? No, no. I'm, not. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> the CCTV this gets compromised. This so complex. <laughs> it's it's like not because the most of the book is she needs to try it's not to get you're just it. dumb garrett it's not the- <laughs> oh my gosh so she I'm needs like, to it's take not, him- it's really complicated you're like uh it's not that's just you <laughs> i think you could handle it but i totally understand i will never force a spy on you unless he's really really hot but this is a female so i would not force her on you <laughs> on you but maybe her maybe the guy she brings in because he's pretty hot um he doesn't want to trust her at first and he doesn't want to have to go in and then the the her boss calls and is like you can't bring him in we're compromised so the whole book takes place in like 14 hours while she spends the night trying to get completely across london without um walking in front of any cameras and the action Ooh. is amazing and it's just everything is so fast paced and they end up really liking each other and she left us on a cliffhanger about that but the next one comes out this summer oh i was like she just left you on a cliffhanger yeah we have no clue what's gonna happen but they fell in love in one night i honestly how do i say this uh, and there's no shade in what I'm about to say. But the, <laughs> my favorite thing about you loving a spy thriller is that, like, a spy thriller is, like, somebody is out and about as far away from their home as humanly possible, scaling buildings and, like, trying to handle all of this stuff, yeah, like, without a bead of sweat coming off their forehead. And you're, yes. like... Have to go I'm like I don't want shopping. to go for a walk, <laughs> but we're both very introverted. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like to. I think I like to shop a little bit more. Like I think yeah. I would be more introverted if I wasn't such like a shopaholic, right? Yeah, yeah. But like our social batteries, I'll say, is are very similar. I think so. So I just like love how you are like <laughs> everything I have and everything I want is at home. Yep. I am fine. I will be social when I, I want so to, happy. but if I don't, yep. don't push me to it. And then there's like this spy thriller where this woman's like, oh, I have to go to the Bermuda Triangle to go and find <laughs> and save the Prince of Wales. And yes. like, you're like, yeah, bitch, let's fucking go. <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we stick it I know. It is so not anything I would ever sign up for in my real life. <laughs> yeah, it's just so- live right here. <laughs> Well, I mean, the thing that's interesting is that, you know, they, a lot of people will say, like, I love reading for the escapism. Yes. And this is a very good example of escapism yeah, because, like, you're like, I'm not going to be a spy. I have no interest in doing no. that. I think you would do very well as a spy. Yeah, I think you are very, very, very smart and you think very quickly on your feet. I do. But I'm just not. My name's Kate. No. I'm just not interested in that. Mm-mm. No, I can't go outside without sneezing. So I need someone else to do it and I'll live it through them. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like cracks me up when you're like spy thrillers because you're just like, I would have never guessed that. I would have thought when we first met, Mm -hmm. as much as we have a lot of books in common and a lot of things in common with taste and stuff like that, 
I would have thought you would have been like the dark, like bleak books. And then you're like, yeah, Taylor Jenkins Reid is my idol. I love spy thrillers <laughs> and I don't get confused with science fiction. And I was like, <laughs> you are the most intricate person I have ever met in my entire life. And oh, I love it. Well, thank you. I like being intricate. You are just I of course a have bit. a sci-fi book on my list though. So I'm you're very kind of laughing me. Or laughing me? That was making me laugh. Oh my god. <laughs> me laugh too. <laughs> that was laughing me. Me laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Well, I mean, my next one is no surprise if we're talking bleak and gritty. Yeah. Is yeah. it Jennifer Hillier of some sorts? Yeah, it's Jar Hearts. It's Jar Hearts. <laughs> like, I, I just, I love grittiness in a thriller. I love mm-hmm. being uncomfortable when I'm reading a thriller. I love, I don't like people taking the light and easy way out, Mm-mm. if you will. You know, Gone Girl did something completely different, but I don't like when it's like, I don't want to use this as an example Mm-hmm. because I don't think this was like a dark thriller but like apples never fall mm-hmm. where somebody was just n- it wasn't as bleak as you thought it was going to be let's be you yeah, know what I mean when not. people go yes when when women young women mm-hmm. in high school college when they go missing 90% of the time it's not a good outcome right no. you have that 10% where maybe there's miscommunication or she was like I'm pissed at you I was off with my boyfriend yep whatever but Jennifer Hillier did not take the easy way out with this (laughs) book no um and it's about a girl who goes missing in high school and her friends grow up one of them is the detective that is believing that her disappearance an ultimate murder could be related to a series of murders that are happening years later. And the other friend is like just super successful and gets arrested because they find the friend's dead body buried in the backyard of her house, basically. Um, But there's so much more to the story regarding her being in a relationship with a very toxic man who was quick to manipulate her in high school. And it wasn't just that this was her first love and he was a bad boy. He was also a serial killer. And important detail. Yeah. And now this serial killer is behind bars and these murders are starting again. And she's more confused than ever while also trying to claim her innocence. Yes. And it is so bleak. It is so bleak and it is gritty and the Mm -hmm. characters are all a little messed up in their own way. And I like that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I I mean? You don't have, um, you don't have somebody that's like, I investigate murders during the day and then I go home and carve pumpkins with my children. Like they're like, (laughs) you know, they can't be right. Great at everything that they want to be in life. And they're very realistic and they're very fucked up. And that's mm-hmm. what I like. I kind of like grittiness and I like fucked up characters and, you know, kind of like how I felt when I read Joanne Chaney's um, 
Oh, I have it on my t- list. God, what's it called? What really happened? That might be it. My internet's being yeah. slow. I don't know. I can't find it in my many books, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I just like grittiness and I like complicated characters. Mm-hmm. And Jar of Hearts gives that to me and you know, gives you a serial killer storyline. And it just really solidified the fact that, like, I like dark and heavy elements in my thrillers. Mm-hmm. And I have more respect for people who take a realistic approach to things rather mm-hmm. than, like, oh, I'm going to do, like, twists and turns and, you know. Yeah stuff like that and try to like trick you because like if I read a book about somebody who's gone missing and they show up alive in the end and they didn't pull a gone girl I'm like realistically that's not yeah that's not it you know right I get that when you're saying tons of unlikable fucked up characters Mm -hmm. it reminded me that we watched beef on Netflix this week weekend everyone's been talking about that Whew, it was fantastic. It one of the most flawed casts I've ever seen. And it's like a thriller comedy drama with 30 minute episodes. I like that. And every everyone is messed up and the whole premise is like kind of like how bad can things get if two people <laughs> with anger issues like their <laughs> lives collide. So it's really good. <laughs> uh, it sounds good. It sounds. I still haven't finished Swarm. Yeah. I don't want I it to gonna, end. I know. I was going to start that one and then Tyler wanted to watch Beef. So it's. You're going to love Swarm. It, it keeps getting bumped. Gonna but Swarm. I'm going to watch it. I actually have something very interesting to tell you. I thought Ooh. of you last night. I started the Murdoch murders on Netflix. Oh, yeah. It's the three-part docu-series. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I think this might be... I'd probably like that. I think this might be the case that gets you into true crime Mm -hmm. shows. Because people got really into that one, too. Um, I can see why. Yeah. I was not, like, a very big... Like, I was not very knowledgeable about this case and this family. Mm -hmm. But as you're reading it... Or reading (laughs) As you're, as you're watching it you're like holy shit this is so interesting and right. I said you are extremely intelligent and you think mm-hmm. so quickly on your feet yeah that like you would be such a fun person to watch like I I wish that there wasn't crime out there let's be honest but like you would right. be such a fun person to watch true crime with yeah well because I get into it like homegirl things now you're like, complimenting no. me about it <laughs> uh, it's serious like i was like watching it and i was like what the fuck like, i don't even know what the fuck's gonna happen because i'm so like nice. lost and like just completely yeah. like blown away by you know everything that's going on in this case and then like right. i was like this would be the one it's either that or the john grisham one that's on mm, netflix yep um but I'm like, Kate would love this. And it's only three episodes. So if you were like, That's true perfect. crime's not my thing, you only wasted like two and a half hours. Right. That sounds good. There's, there's yeah. one on Hulu about the Sarah Lawrence cults that a lot of people mm-hmm. are saying is really good. And I've been thinking about watching that one too. 
I want to watch that too. I'll have to watch both of them. Hmm. Yeah. Get me into it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I can. There mm-hmm. really is. I like. It's not that I'm against it. So there are. I bet if I looked at my Netflix history and stuff, we watch a lot of documentaries. And I'm sure some of them were crime. A lot of them probably were crime related. I just didn't think of it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly about the murder ones. Yeah. Not because I enjoy people getting murdered, <laughs> but I am very fascinated and interested in every step of solving a crime between mm-hmm. like forensics, yeah. um, the police work, um, yes, the witness statements. DNA, mm-hmm. all of that, like that, just makes me like I'm just like extremely interested in that. Yeah, um, especially c- when you compare cases now to cases from the 70s, 80s, and 90s when they didn't really like mm-hmm. DNA, like wasn't as advanced as it is now. Yeah, or available. Like that would have been so much harder. Yeah, I don't know how they solved anything without like video footage or something well it's like the what the fuck was this the golden state killer was this like serial rapist who Mm -hmm. escalated into murders and his like that was unsolved because they just could not catch him until like 40 years later they used genealogy so crazy and this detective sat outside his house and waited for him to take his garbage out and tested it, the DNA from this crime scene against oh my gosh. some of his garbage. That's how they wow. caught the Brian Colbert for it was the Idaho. Garbage. Yeah. Yeah. They wow. waited for him to take out his garbage. Same thing with Brian Koberger with the Idaho case. Wow. I thought that broke chain of custody. I thought you had to like, or maybe you just can when you're really, really suspicious of someone. What do you mean? I didn't think you could take something like without a warrant. Oh, girl, you garbage is like when you when you bring oh, your no, garbage. Oh, you're right. Out, you're right. You're right. Or like, have you ever seen? That. Yeah, like have you ever seen like any like crime police procedural show where they they bring the person in and they're in in the interrogating room mm-hmm. and they're like, "Do you want a soda?" Yes, I've seen that. And they yeah. use the can. Uh-huh. Then, like the fingerprints or the D- like the DNA on the can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the same thing with garbage. That's how they caught okay, Brian Colberger right. as well. Yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not tricky. a police man, woman. I am an armchair detective at heart. You are. You oh are. yes, I am. I am. My, oh my, my gosh, friends, like... we were watching. So sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. We were watching something. I can't remember which show it was because we watched a lot of shows, but there was this uh coroner who was like really into the case and like kind of having fun about it and tyler was like i think gary would be really good at that (laughs) and he was like he'd just be so interested in all of it he was like he's just like reminding me of him and i was like oh that's so cute (laughs) right he thought of you i can't be a coroner like if i I said that (laughs) into somebody no 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 yeah but if you like were like go through all the evidence we have and see where you can find like i would be like Emily yes. is at the bakery at two o'clock. Like that's yes. us, you know, like yeah. I would a hundred percent do that. Like my friend Tyler 
when it has like when there's like like the Idaho case for example mm-hmm. he's like tell me about what's going on with that tell mm-hmm. me about how they found Brian Kohlberger mm-hmm. tell me like because he's like you know I don't want to do all of this investigating right. and stuff myself I just want it told to me and like I will start going and going and going and going and he's mm-hmm. like I cannot believe how much information you can retain yeah. when it comes to like crime things like that and how much you know about like like I'm like oh there's like CODIS which is like the database of all these like DNA yes. and, da, 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 and they use like genealogy yeah. and they trace and he's like I can't believe like all of this stuff you know and like he can't get me to shut up once I start oh yeah you're like do you are you ready for this answer yeah I'm like this is a one-man podcast with no microphone me by myself <laughs> I'm going to tell yeah. you everything about this case in a half hour and I'm going to speak yes. exactly this quickly and you are going to have to listen to every single word that I say yep yep yeah you would be yep. so you need to be like a research something I think that with, if you with get into true crime, we could be mm-hmm. like true crime podcasters oh, right. and go on journeys across the United States. You're right. Except we talked about how we're not journeying people, <laughs> but we could do it to solve crime. We could do it to solve crime. Mm-hmm. And at the end be- of the day, as long as we have comfortable hotel rooms, preferably right next to each other, and like Safety, good food man. to eat mm-hmm. we'd be fine we could buy t-shirts in every like area that we go to like every like oh that would be cool we solve. tyler started buying hats everywhere he goes for work so he's i'm a t-shirt guy I like to buy a t-shirt. yeah me too i have no business wearing a hat i wear a baseball hat i look like a little boy I just do. All the I cool girls do. in college, all the sorority girls look so freaking cute and oversized tees and a baseball hat. If I put it on, it was not my vibe. And I'm okay with that. I'm not a hat person either. Yeah, I also don't like the feeling of like something squishing my hair and I sweat too much. I think when pe- people first meet me, mm-hmm. nothing looks abnormal. But if I had a hat on and I slowly pulled it back, they would be like, when is his forehead going to end? Oh, my God. I have a large forehead. But like when you first meet me, you're not like that's an abnormally mm. large forehead. But if I started to mm. peel back a hat. I never thought about it. <laughs> Rihanna has a large forehead as well. And she's a superstar. So that's my like, I don't I mean, when I'm... I had my bangs cut, I was feeling like I had a pretty large one. So. This just goes and goes and goes. That's how I felt. And goes. It's literally been three months since I even got my hair cut. That was how too short they got. <laughs> it took a little while for them to come back. <laughs> <laughs> the bang gate of yes. 2023. <laughs> yeah, I, I will not be getting them cut forever. <laughs> and your Marco Polos were like eyebrows kept... to like chin like you were just yes. like trying like, to push this. your bangs down yeah. but you I were was constantly also, doing like, this you were like oh my god but like you didn't want to show me anything above an eyebrow and I was like <laughs> yeah. I know Tyler would have to tell me he was like stop touching your bangs you can't pull them out of your head <laughs> and it's like so weird too because I feel like if you would have got them cut 
not as short as they were, mm-hmm. you would have been like annoyed because you would have had to get them cut like two or three weeks later. Possibly, yeah. You would have been like, I just got these fucking bangs cut, and like now they're like <laughs> down to my like nostrils. I know. Like, I do have yeah. to go in like every three weeks once they're mm-hmm. long. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm happy with them now. That's all. I want to see. Have you seen the TikTok videos where the women grow out their bangs and they curl like or mm. roll them back and then they Curtain like bangs? Kind of... Yes. Yes. Like that's very Daisy Jones, I feel like. It is. I'm going to have to send you this Instagram account that I follow because she kind of teaches how to do that and mm-hmm. how to grow them out a little bit and she's able to wear them yeah see so even like, that like that's yep, awesome she's able to wear them like that and straight so i've been like oh. watching and learning because i agree and the other i nice think you would look fucking that, awesome with curtain bangs yeah i think so i don't think i ever need much shorter but yeah i'm gonna send you because i've been saving her videos and learning how to style them when they're like even longer like that mm-hmm. i might just move towards that more than anything yeah i would love to see that but yeah i will send you her when You'll you're, when you're ready i'll be ready too. when you're ready but take your time <laughs> i know a couple <laughs> soonish <laughs> yeah it'll happen but yeah well do you hear my second book that describes me my reading did that i was say the question book? or did i not no i said do you want to hear my second book oh yeah i was like <laughs> oh my god did i black out yes i do want to hear your second book no and then i was oh like, like did i say it as a statement and not a question <laughs> we were just i both. think i like may have like missed a word because i was picturing you with curtain bangs so. and like trying to envision our future and i know then, like i was like <laughs> you were like my second book and i was like you're like, wait a second. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I'm ready for your second there, book. There is a stylish main character in this one named January Cole um, in oh, nice The name. Paradox Hotel, which is my sci-fi corner um, with Rob <laughs> Hart, who is so cool. He's one of the coolest. Um, but this one is a lot of things. There's time travel. There's a murder mystery. I think those are maybe those are the two main things. Um, But the main character is an agent for think the FBI for time travel regulation. So she's a time agent to make sure that people aren't using it illegally. Mm -hmm. And man, my throat is really gurgly tonight. I apologize. Um, It's doing it again. So (laughs) she, I don't hear that. Okay, that's good because when I edit it, I've been hearing it lately and I just like my throat gurgles. And like even when I was a kid, my mom was like, ask the doctor about it. She's like, what like what is this? And he was like, some people that just like happens. And I was just like, okay. So my throat, it's hard to even describe. It's kind of like your stomach growling, but it happens in my throat. And it used to happen all the time when like we were like praying. <laughs> And it just sounded like a dinosaur was at the dinner table. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I've heard it a couple of times when I've been editing. So I was like, oh my God. So Gary just like has my throat gurgles in his ears all night long, but I'm glad you can't hear it at least. I'm also like kind of hard of hearing. So I oh. guess this relationship really works out. <laughs> I know you've never noticed my throat gurgles. Like sometimes it's like, so loud at night when we're trying to fall asleep that Tyler's like, can you be quiet? <laughs> like when I put my AirPods in, I have them at full volume. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, this Maybe is a comfortable, why. this is comfortable. That's, that's okay. Just let me bust my eardrums to Caliuchis. Mm-hmm. I would love that. I would just name your little dinosaur. <laughs> that's true. Maybe I should just do that and then think about it as a cute thing. There are dinosaurs in this book, too, at one point. Because <laughs> of the time travel. <laughs> oh, my God. So this actually fits. Um, and really isn't a spoiler. Um, but... So January, basically on one of her first nights at the job, at the job at this hotel, the hotel is next to basically the airport where you time travel. So it's just like connected to being able to time travel. When she gets there, there's a dead man in a room that only she can see because he actually dies in the future. And so she's trying to figure out before he's murdered how he's murdered and there are a bunch of lgbtq relationships in it there's that which is pretty cool lots of representation why am i saying it like i don't know words um and what is the other thing i was gonna say oh it also like deals with grief really interestingly so it just has everything in a book in one book it honestly sounds like it i would have never I would have never thought that we would have a time traveling thriller about murder that involves dinosaurs and a mm-hmm. bunch of LGBTQ relationships. Yeah. He that is could have been really... all five of your books. That's a good point. <laughs> it's probably like, why I literally... loved it so much. <laughs> yeah. That could have been all five. Oh, it was so good. I wish I could read it again like I'd never read it I need before. to look up the cover. The cover is very cool. I feel like I've like heard of it, but I don't know if I've heard of it because... Probably me. I'm assuming you, but I'm like, maybe it was popular. Um, No, I think it would have been you. That is a really cool cover. But Yeah, I, I interviewed that. him before we had our podcast too, so I posted about this one quite a bit. Okay, that makes sense. It was sense. probably me. This one and Kismet are the two that I probably talk the most nonstop I'm the about. Key, it's me. <laughs> oh my god! Don't remind me of, of. Don't remind me of the most traumatic breakup of my life. <laughs> it is not the most traumatic breakup. Fuck off! It is. It is for me. <laughs> Why? He is so vanilla. Are <laughs> you <Yeah>. okay? <laughs> we don't know, and maybe he is, but I think he is hot as fuck. He is hot, but I mean, Taylor Swift, like, I want to see her with, like, Michael Fassbender. I want to see her with, like, Michael B. Jordan. I want to see her with, like, just this, like, you know, the guy on TikTok that takes the axe and, like, hits the Mm. tree trunks with them and, like, splits them in his suspenders? I want to see her with, like, a guy like that. Like, I want to see her with, like, the sexiest man alive that just, like... Mm -hmm doesn't let her break up with him yeah 
Well, apparently that happened once before. Joe, she tried to break up with him and he was like, no. And she was like, you're right. What was I thinking? And then they've been together for more years since. But this time Ooh. she was like, mm, yes. <laughs> this time she's like, I'm going on tour until August. <laughs> this time she was like, we are never, ever, ever getting back together. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. Yes, you're the problem. It's you. Bye. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Don't meet me uh, at midnight. <laughs> nobody gets to meet me at midnight right now no, <laughs> except people who are paying to be in a huge stadium uh but harry i saw a tiktok today harry and taylor taylor harry and taylor, taylor. are both single again and so that stuff I don't is want all that. back up again i figured you would not <laughs> i just don't want it <laughs> i know you don't want her with harry that's no. okay I don't know who I want I don't. With other than Joe, so. I just don't want her with Joe at all, but I want her, I don't this know, maybe, the... maybe I just want her to not be with a celebrity. Well, he was hardly one, but yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, but he was still in like an that actor, Sally yeah. Rooney adaptation, which is probably friends. popular. And he, it, he's familiar with the business right right mm -hmm. okay so here's my thing do you know how we've talked about how if you have sex with somebody who's not as attractive of you as you the sex is better because they're like oh my god i'm sleeping with somebody who's like hotter than me so like i'm gonna put more energy in it yes I feel like if you are a non-celebrity and you date a celebrity, you are more patient because you are like, I'm dating somebody who's famous and they want to be with me. So I'm going to be on my best behavior. Do you think he wasn't on his best behavior? No, because he was a celebrity too. She needs to be mm -hmm. with a normal, regular, schmegular guy. Yeah. Who is like, Taylor Swift wants to be with me. I'm going to treat her so well that she'll never want to break up with me ever. Yeah. I have no clue who or how she'll meet him. She needs to have sex with an ugly guy before she does it, before she finds him. So she, like, knows what's going on. Yeah. That's your sex and love advice from Gare. Yeah, I don't disagree with, I don't disagree with you, but I wanted them to be in game. I was never rooting for them. I, root I for her and I'm I'm to be fair. I'm shocked by my reaction, <laughs> <laughs> like shocked. <laughs> I have never felt like, oh, now I can't listen to that song. It'll make me sad. This is the first time I've ever thought that. <laughs> I have refused this entire time to believe that any of her songs were about him. And do you believe they're about a her? I or do, do you believe just not in... believe they're about him. I just don't believe they're about him. I do okay. have a, I do believe in one theory that there was something lovey-dovey going something. on with her yeah. and Carly Cross. Yep. And it's her business and she it's doesn't her business. have to tell I'm us. not going to pry. I'm not going but to I... pry. I'm not in her DMs, yeah. but yep. if she did have um, it seems like a torrid lesbian love affair with Carly Listen, sometimes the whirlwind heartbreaks just mean more than yep. Joe Alwyn. We <sighs> have found the one severe disagreement. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
It's so rude. I know. I'm just like, ever since she started dating him, I'm like, this is not going to work. And maybe that's why I'm not taking it to heart. Because I'm just Probably. like, my psychic capabilities flew out of my that's butt true. and were like, mm, not happening. Oh my gosh. You don't know something that's going to make you laugh actually is, so I didn't really, I listened to debut and fearless mm-hmm. a lot when I was in high school ish mm-hmm. age and then those reminded me of not great times so I kind of fell off right. the bandwagon mm-hmm. um and I got introduced to rap which you guys all heard when midnights came out so I've said this but then when midnights came out I all of a sudden like I had never listened to reputation lover all of those and so I became a reborn Taylor Swift fan (laughs) um what's funny though I'm trying to figure out how to say this what's funny is (laughs) my feminine side isn't my most developed as much as I wear (laughs) bright pink Uh it's not the largest part of my personality and so I ended up like loving lover but I was like it's so sweet And, and so I was getting to a point where I was telling Tyler I was like I keep hearing these songs that are so sweet and I'm just like am I not sweet enough not entirely like not like having a a paranoid like breakdown about it but then when they broke up there was a small part of me that was like yeah see I don't have to be that sweet (laughs) I was like sweet doesn't work anyway (laughs) um that's very interesting. Do you think <laughs> though, do you think because you and Tyler aren't like lovey-dovey, handhold in public, all of these things that like when you hear those yeah. songs, you're like, these are really sweet, but I really like them. It's just that like, you're like, oh, these remind me of my husband without me having to like be super mushy because neither like, one of I you like are really like approach. that. Yeah, because it is it is like that. Neither of us are especially performative displays of like yes, posting about each other or whatever. Like it's just not our vibe. Yeah, and yes, I I do agree with you on that. That it's like oh yeah, I do I I have felt this way about him before, but we aren't we are not closed off completely from our feelings, but also at the same time, when we both started therapy, we were so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you guys have a very healthy relationship. I just think that you're you're both compatible in the sense that you don't need to be yeah. like, like when you talk about Tyler, you talk about the things about him you enjoy. Yeah. And you're like, Tyler, because Tyler's a person. And you're not yes. one of those women who's like, my husband, my, my husband. husband. Like It feels so weird. He and I both feel your weird husband. calling each other my husband and my wife. We're both just like, it just feels weird. <laughs> yeah, like I would be like, like if I were talking to somebody, I would be like, oh, my husband, Jacob Lordy. But like, <laughs> yes. I would just be telling them like, I have a husband, his name is Jacob. So like, I will be yes. referring to him as Jacob from now on. Yes. But there are just some people that are like, oh my God, my husband's driving me nuts. And I'm like, this man was not born to be your fucking husband. Like he has like a personality that he developed before you came along and after you are out of the picture because yep it's annoying i know i'm I'm also not i'm not like my friend tyler is like oh i think that you would probably be like really like needy and like mushy in a relationship and i'm like i am not i don't i can't imagine that i am not i don't like like i would not be 
I don't want to hold hands in public. I don't like to be touched very much. Like if we're just like sitting there, like don't, you don't need to put your hand on my shoulder or on my leg or be like, like hold my hand. Like I'm not going anywhere if you Mm -hmm. just behave, you know what I mean? Like don't fucking touch me until like. (laughs) It's very purposeful. (laughs) Until it's very like, until it's going to lead to something. Like just don't like, I don't need to hold my hand. My palms get sweaty. I feel Same. like I feel um trapped. Same. <laughs> and I'm not like a super like I will if I fall for somebody and I'm in a relationship with them like I will to the end of time show that person that I love and appreciate them and I might like mm-hmm. at the end of the day be like good night I love you. Yep. Good morning. Have a yep. good day. You're blessed yeah. that I'm in your life and enjoy. You're welcome. There was one guy that I dated Mm-hmm. and we were like it was like I was trying to be on my best behavior because we were like fairly new into like just just beyond the part of like being like this isn't just physical attraction like yes. we enjoy each other's company and mm-hmm. kind of just right around the point where we decided we weren't going to see other people oh yeah and he wanted to watch tv and he wanted to like lie on our sides with him behind me spooning spooning okay while watching tv and like i think i lasted like 10 minutes i was like i i I don't like this and then he just eventually sat up like sitting like you normally do and i was lying on my back with like legs over his lap and i was like this is this i enjoy yes yeah i get that so you're so the same. I know. I'm the same way. I just don't. I will be sometimes overly mushy with my friends. Yeah. But I cannot do it with a love interest. I know. But or then, like my soulmate. You also like books sometimes that have a little bit of that. And so do I. Um, I like the romance when there's like angst and build up and flirtation Mm -hmm. and yeah steam and smut and all of that when they start to get comfortable in their relationship and I realize that like they're going to be end game I lose interest oh well I'm just like okay good for you guys for being happily ever after I just want to get to the point where I'm either solving a crime or you guys are meant you guys are showing me that you're going to be together for the rest of your lives yeah yeah I agree call me by your name Uh uh-huh the movie I hysterically cry every single time. Oh, I bet. Because nothing is worse than finding somebody and having a love that intense. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Having a love that intense and then just being like, this doesn't work. Oh my God. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. So... Speaking of fucked up love stories, do you want to hear my third one? (laughs) Yes, I do. Love and Taylor. Uh Um, My (laughs) fucked up love story. Do you want to know? Do you guess? Can you guess what it is? I'm going to guess it's the woman inside. (laughs) It is the woman inside. I am obsessed. (laughs) Of course. I love one of my favorite movies in the entire world is The War of the Roses. A couple meets perfectly. Their relationship starts to kind of crumble. She wants a divorce. He does not. And they are just it's war 
with this, this is labeled a domestic thriller instead of domestic suspense. And I'm realizing that's why I love it so much. This is the book that made me really pay attention to dual perspective. Yeah. I love how a simple or a big miscommunication can affect people differently and how they view it. And Mm -hmm. it's like a thriller and there's a lot going on. There's like affairs and opioid addiction Mm -hmm. and miscommunication and hate and love and so much that it just, I was like, this is the kind of domestic, I haven't felt this way about a book since Gone Girl. And I know that this is going to be very controversial, but I actually love this more than Gone Girl. I, I believe it. There's, there's even more going on. I'm going to get a woman inside tattoo right here. Like the title uh, or would you get something that like reminds you of it? I'd probably get a picture of Sheila on my arm. That would be good. Because I love her. That would be fitting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that book. I want book tattoos too. I, Every, I just want more tattoos. I will never do it though. I remember like one time I saw somebody had their Zodiac symbol on the back of their neck Mm -hmm. and I really, really wanted to do that. And now I'm Mm -hmm. just glad that I didn't. So I just feel like I I would be nervous that I would get a book tattoo somewhere. And then I'd be like, I don't think I'm going to read as much as I used to. Oh my gosh. A a book a month or something. (laughs) The main reason I feel okay with a book tattoo is it's the one thing I'm like 99% sure I will never stop doing. Same. Same. I don't think that I'll ever not be an an avid reader. I just feel like I would jinx myself. That's a good point. Because I know me. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) We just can't stop talking about her. We're obsessed. I love her. Well. So what's your next book? What is my next one? Well, my next one is one that I pretty much changed my whole personality around a couple of months ago. So Ninth House. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I was going to say Evelyn Hugo. Well, I have two more. So. Okay. <laughs> like, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> so just keep waiting. <laughs> um, But this one is, it is a fantasy thriller, mm-hmm. which I had never read before. Also. Um. And then I read it and was like, wow, I loved everything about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, the main character, her name is, her name's cool. Her name's Galaxy, but she goes by Alex. And in. So cool. I know. Like, I want to think of a name that cool one day. Um, But she, basically the gist of it is at Yale, there are these houses that um have ties to like magic different kinds of magic <laughs> and then um <laughs> Harley just Harley just ran in here grabbed a bone and ran right back out she's like I'm <laughs> not gonna be having nightmares over magic mom like I'm not listening to Ninth House again mom I'm sick of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking um, Ninth House <laughs> yeah but the Ninth <laughs> House 
is a group of people that basically kind of polices the other houses Mm -hmm. to make sure that they don't use magic for bad reasons. And she gets basically recruited to be a part of ninth house. Mm-hmm. And what, how would I technically then, I mean, without spoilers, basically she investigates a murder. Yeah. That's that. That was like, Oh yeah. The murders. There's a murder on campus mm-hmm. <laughs> on campus. Why can't I think of certain <laughs> words tonight? Uh, and so she's trying to figure out if that had anything to do with the houses and she's meeting a whole bunch of new people. And in your mm-hmm. typical fantasy fashion, it is it just becomes like a sprawling, huge world of amazingness. I couldn't agree more. I, I loved it. I was so happy you read it because I don't know if I would have pulled the trigger. Took me three tries. Like, yeah, it's good. Took me three tries. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm a brat. If I'm not into something yeah. in like the first like two chapters uh-huh i'll put it aside i know there was Same. i wish i could call out this instagram account and i'm so sorry that i don't know who it is mm-hmm. but i think on my discover discover page is that what it's called on yeah on instagram yes okay so the little magnifying glass page um yes. <laughs> somebody posted a very like moody picture of it and mm-hmm. was like, this is the one book that my life would not be the same if I hadn't read it. I agree. And in her review, she was like, I read the synopsis. I didn't think this was something I'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. I gave it a chance and I loved it. And like, this is like, this is something that I will, you know, kind of beat myself up for not reading sooner or, you know. Mm-hmm get anxious over the fact that like there was a possibility I wouldn't have read it and so when I saw that review I was like fuck now I'm game and then flat iron flat flat iron books like they were like do you want an arc of the new book and I was like if you're gonna send me the second book I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to the first one yeah yeah and then it was just back to back the rest is history the rest is history oh such a good story Mm-hmm. both of them i've debated reading she has this shadow and bone she has a lot lee bardugo has multiple series mm-hmm. she's the shadow and bone series that got picked up on netflix i've debated reading that one but i haven't been in the mood for a series i took the plunge and got the a court of thorns and roses series and that's gonna be you got all of them Yep, I got the box set. Nice. I have, mm-hmm. I have the first one. So tell me when we you should... start it. I was gonna say, let's do it together. Yeah. There's a girl. I'm gonna have to send you her TikTok. I think it's called the One okay. Woman Book Club. Okay. Have you seen her? I don't. She's think the cutest so. little button, I feel like I would and that. she's so fucking funny. But yeah. she like has been posting don't watch her videos on a court of thorns and roses because some of them have spoilers spoilers yeah um but oh she's so i was following her she's fucking adorable i love her so much like she's like my favorite book talker in the entire world i love it i love her i love 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 her she's perfect and she's so funny she's so funny um 
if we had a third host of the podcast, it would be like you'll Sounds love like her personality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to dive into those. I'm gonna and I'm gonna send you a TikTok that I saw of part of one of the books that I almost sent to you this weekend and was like, well, this will convince you to want to read it. So I will send you that TikTok too. Is it Jacob Elordi? No, it's literally just a screenshot of a quote or like a section. There's a rumor that Jacob Elordi is going to be in the adaptation of A Court of Thorns and Roses. Somebody sent it to me and they were like, if this doesn't get you to read it, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I believe, yeah, I think that would. (laughs) Yeah. So that would a thousand percent get you to read it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So my next one, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think on how to not spoil this book. Okay. That's always difficult with some of them. There's a movie. Mm-hmm. There's a movie that when I'm in a certain mood, I can handle it. But in my everyday life, I can't. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to tell you the name of the movie. But it deals with a missing girl and the investigation mm-hmm. into her disappearance. And it's like a full odyssey. It's very disturbing. And it's the kind of dark story that's always like stuck with me because kind of like what I said before like when somebody goes missing or something like this happens especially to a woman Mm -hmm. it's usually not good so pretty girls is the book that got me into Karen Slaughter and how she is the woman who does not hold back Mm -hmm. when it comes to plot and the messed up things that people do and the ugliness of the world and mm-hmm. everything. But the thing that I like about Pretty Girls is that it features something kind of prominent in a lot of her books I'm finding, um, which is like mm-hmm. a relationship between two sisters. Um, right, and like right. The, yeah. Sarah mm-hmm. has a sister in mm-hmm. the Will Trent series. Yeah. Um, the good daughter is two sisters. Yep. False witness is two sisters. Yep. Wow. Um, but Pretty Girls is about two sisters whose lives both went on completely different paths. Um, their older sister had went to college and went missing, and they never really found out what happened to her. And then 20 years later, the one who has the wealthy husband and the perfect life and, you know, like, beautiful everything, her husband something happens to him (laughs) um (laughs) so crime is committed against him and another girl has gone missing and this woman is convinced that whatever's happened to her husband whatever's happened to this girl that's gone missing could be related to what happened to her sister 20 years ago so she is like vigilante Mm -hmm. to a t but also like a realistic vigilante because she's like this yeah. rich board housewife and she's like, I'm not going to let anybody dick me around. Yep. And it is so gritty. It is so disturbing. It is very emotional. And it also is the book that got me really into books that feature missing persons. Oh, really? Nice. 
Yeah, I mean, Gone Girl obviously was a wild ride, and I love missing Mm -hmm. person stories, but Mm -hmm. this is the one that I was like, wow, there when you think about books that involve missing persons, there are literally so many ways, like so many different directions you can go with Mm -hmm. that story. And Mm -hmm. I think with this one, it's one of like my favorite missing person story. And I just, after that, I was like, that's like what I'm like, that's what I really want. Yeah. It's like missing person stories. Cause I love it's I almost like look at the book as like a spider web and there's so many different directions it can go in and sometimes you know there's red herrings and there's Mm -hmm. different suspects and there's different things that take you in all these different directions and I just yeah yeah and also I don't mind if a story is disturbing as long as it sticks with me for a long time Mm -hmm. and this one hit all of the right buttons for me the good daughter was like that for me too like very disturbing, but I still think about it. I need to reread The Good Daughter. All I can think of is, mm-hmm. yeah, gardening. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oof. That was my first Karen Slaughter book. I think I read Pretty Girls before The Good Daughter. I think it was my second, but I remember that Tyler, because I, I read it a while years ago. And he hadn't been traveling much yet, and he was actually traveling. And when I got to the scene that we're both talking about, I was just like, I need to breathe for a second. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was like, holy shit. She went, Uh, you know, the reason is, is because when I first started my bookstagram account Mm -hmm. was when it was like a few months before The Good Daughter came out. And so her publisher was like, hey, would you like a copy of this? You know, it's like a thriller and da 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 da. And it was standalone. And then I, I read that and I was like, this is one of the best books I've ever read. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I read pieces of her and I was like, that's more of a Kate book compared mm-hmm. to a gear book. Yeah. Um, so I was like, eh, you know, whatever. And eventually mm-hmm. I picked up pretty girls and then I read all of Grant County and all of Will Trent. Yes. Oh, it's the best year of my so life. So many good ones. There's a novella. Oh my God. If I get a book (laughs) tattoo, it's going to be Karen Slaughter. I think that would be the most fitting first one for you. Or my next, my last pick. Well, my other one is also with an author that I read and got really obsessed with. (laughs) As you mentioned. JR? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I would have been brokenhearted if you didn't. I know that one definitely became another huge part of my personality. Um, If there are people who don't know what the plot is, uh, basically a writer, a reporter. Yeah. A reporter, um, Evelyn Hugo, who is in her seventies or eighties at the time requests this reporter from a magazine and she's not a super popular reporter necessarily but um evelyn requests that she come interview her for some kind of like anniversary type thing that they want to do like a a piece on and so she basically goes over there and then the meat of the story is actually evelyn talking about (laughs) the seven men she married 
starting in the 50s yep starting in the yep. 50s um as her fame grew bigger and bigger and bigger and she is just one of the most badass females in a not thriller that i've read um yep. so it ends up being a lot it really really is a lot about relationships and how differently complex they can all be Mm-hmm. And also just like what it's like being a woman navigating massive fame. Yeah. Especially when Hollywood was kind of a new concept. Mm-hmm. So it's fantastic. And I cried so like a baby at the end. So good. I devoured that book. Oh, it was so amazing. And then Daisy Jones did the same thing to me. And this then is Carrie a good this is a good example for what we should do next week which is what you thought i wanted to do it was gonna be in my i had to like this you can do it twice i know we're not doing this we're not doing this whole thing where you're gonna beat yourself up if you talk about the same book yeah i won't i cannot have an episode of a podcast without you mentioning taylor jenkins read i know (laughs) so like that's your girl you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that's your she is that's your shit she is my girl i would love to talk to her about writing and at adapting for tv i would die reach out to her publicist maybe i will email them yeah i should i will i'm like always down to send it because if they ignore me, they ignore me. If not, I get to talk to Taylor Jenkins Reid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because that book's fantastic and it means so much to you. It does. And Daisy Jones. And the adaptation was just amazing. I really want to talk about talk to someone about adapting their book for TV. Mm-hmm. I will. I'm going to make it happen. You know, one time I took a chance... I took a risk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it worked out beautifully for me. Mm -hmm. Because it's worth it. I had a 45 minute conversation with my favorite author in the entire world. Mm -hmm. That's why you have to try. Jessica Knoll. Mm -hmm. I did the whole, this is probably a long shot. Oh, yeah. But I want to let you know that I've been interviewing authors on Instagram live and mm-hmm. I'd love to talk to you about you know luckiest girl alive the perfect sister and whatever you have upcoming yes. um and I thought I would never get a response and she responded and was like I've never done an Instagram live before I have no idea what I'm doing but like sure so cool mm-hmm. so I will email her oh my god did you hear it did I hear it he went by. No, I didn't. But my throat gurgled and I thought you heard Rumble, it. rumble, rumble, rumble. Oh, I oh named your gosh. dinosaur. You named it? Mm-hmm. What'd you name it? Danya. Ooh, I like that. Because of our love for Notes on an Execution. Yes. I Danya the dinosaur. That. I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Yeah. Love her. Now I need to um, make a mascot dinosaur. Yeah, that'd be cute. <laughs> oh my god, killing the tea, the mascot could be the dinosaur. Yeah, 
I know. So cute. I know. Oh, I want her to have a little bow. Okay. A little pink bow. Okay. Okay. I'm down. Um. So yeah, that's my last pick is luckiest girl alive. Yeah, of course. I. It was the first book I ever pre-ordered, mm-hmm. and when I read it. Because everyone was talking about, like, this is the next big thriller. This is the next big Gone Girl. And you know what I mean? And Yeah. People don't say that as much now, but there was a span of, like, five years where everything was being compared to Gone Girl if it was a thriller written uh, by a woman. Yes. So a very long time. they were like, oh, this is the next Gone Girl. And I loved the cover. I'll never yes. forget that that um, black and yellow cover. Mm-hmm. Just beautiful. And I pre-ordered it. And I was like, I'm going to read this and I'm going to devour it. And I read it and I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is a thriller that doesn't have murder. It's not a murder mystery. That you're used to. That you're used to. It's not solving a case. It's not like serial killer. It Mm -hmm. is so character driven. Yeah. And a little bit of an unreliable narrator. Yeah. In a snarky one. Yes. What most people would peg as an unlikable narrator, but I don't like saying that. I don't like saying that because nobody's perfect. So everybody that's reading a book saying that this is an unlikable narrator. You're Uh probably unlikable in your life. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I don't like saying like unlikable narrator because everybody's different and they all have their reasons right. for why you might consider them to be unlikable. But this is such a, this is the book that I was like, I really think that character driven stories are ones that I will always love, whether it's a thriller so or not. Too. Yep. And I just felt for this character and I uprooted my life with six days notice to travel nine hours to New York City when I was invited to the premiere of the movie. That was the coolest thing. I have gotten invites to other things. Yeah, I bet. Before. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm not in New York City. I really appreciate the invite, but I just, mm-hmm. I don't live in New York City. And, right. you know, I really appreciate it. It's so cool. Like if I had, you know, if I lived in New York City, I'd be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they were like, Hey, you know, luckiest girl alive. I was like, this is my favorite book by my favorite mm-hmm. author. This is an adaptation that I am going to lose my mind over. I am yeah. driving. I'm taking a train. I am here. Yep. I was, it was a whirlwind experience that I will like never forget. Yeah. And it was just so exciting and so cool. I know. And I was in the same room as Mila Kunis and Jessica Knoll. Not many people can say that. Like when they walked out on stage, I was like. I would have died. I just would have died right there. I wanted to. I wanted to. <laughs> and you know what the thing is, is that like. I. So my mom was like, oh my God. you know, because they walk out and they talk about the movie before. Uh-huh. And I just cannot even begin to tell you i love mila kunis i think she's one of mm-hmm. the coolest celebrities in the entire world she seems she's so beautiful. sweet and down to earth she's fucking mm-hmm. gorgeous mm-hmm. i didn't know that mila kunis was on stage at first because i was so starstruck by jessica Hall. oh i love that like oh. she came out in like her chic fucking 
super cool girl, blonde bob. I know. With this beautiful green sequin dress. And I was like, this is what people felt like when they like met Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Like this was just, I was starstruck. Mm Mm-hmm. I would be. I almost, I just almost passed out, like, thinking about yeah. it. It was just such yeah. a surreal moment. And I think that was, like, my, like, you know, when they're like, oh, like, what was it like the first time you met, like, a famous person? Like, I didn't even say hi to her at the theater. Like, I told her in advance I was going, and that yeah. I was excited, and I was, like, happy for her, and she should be proud of herself, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I didn't see her there, you know? Like, yeah. I didn't, like, whatever. But I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Jessica fucking Noel is like standing 20 feet away from me right now. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know what I would do. I just, I just be staring. I was just literally standing there with like my jaw resting on my stomach. Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that's just and then like my mom was like, oh my god, Mila Kunis. And I was like, really? And I just You're like, like she's here. Because there were, you know, the producers and the actors and there were you oh, know, yeah. a group of people. But I just yeah. saw, like, the spotlight directly on yes. Jessica Noll. She's mm-hmm. amazing. I you know who her. I would be like that about? Other than Taylor Jenkins Reid? Other than Taylor Jenkins Reid. Who is left that I would be like that about? And you would be like that about? Both of us? Yeah. Ashley Winstead. Yeah. That's my last one. So my last one was the last housewife. Cause I, we, cause we can only go like every other episode without talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. for those of you who haven't heard, um, Basically, a woman, I can't remember how far out from college, eight years after she graduates college, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> there are. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm gurgly. Um, she finds out that a girl she went to college with was murdered, and one of her favorite true crime podcasters. Kind of like asked if she wants to be interviewed and it turns into then her actually kind of wanting to solve what really is happening back at the school. I can't think of the school's name right now. Um, but basically when she gets there and starts investigating, you you start to learn more and more about what happened when she was in college and some weird stuff that started happening with one of her roommate's dad's roommate's dad and then i don't even know how to describe everything that happens in this book there's so much that happens in the book but basically she's unraveling all of that and the reason if it's my reading personality is the thriller part in the Mm -hmm. podcast part Mm -hmm. but also the huge amount of female rage Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh it's raging against both the patriarchy and religious systems and the ending is one of the most gratifying endings i've ever read so Mm -hmm. i love it do you know what i was thinking what 
I think it would have been really cool if it was the same university as in my dreams I hold a knife that would have been really cool I would just like to have like all of these little easter egg connections to Duquette University yeah but you know what the thing is though is that like we say that because we love easter eggs Mm -hmm. but her mind man I know there's got to be like a map in like Ashley Winsett's mind where she knows yeah. that like one character's in Texas and she knows this one's in New York and this one's in California. Right. And right. She just like the thing I love about her, I almost mm-hmm. if we would have done six mm-hmm. would have been, but I'm saving in my dreams I hold a knife for an upcoming yeah. episode. But <laughs> um the thing that I love about her is that even if it's not mentioned in the book, you can tell that she just really knows her character so well that like, if you're like, yes. what's this character's favorite TV show? She would know it. I agree. Even if it's not mentioned, even if it's not anything she has yeah. to think about, you know, like her favorite color, her favorite meal. Yeah. She just knows so much. I just, I don't know. Yeah. They feel so real. I just want to spend a week shadowing her. Me too. With her writing and planning process and her ideas and like when they come to her and I know my ideas come to me when I'm trying to fall asleep at night. Like I'm in bed. Yeah. I have a lot in the shower or when I'm walking the dogs or when I'm doing dishes. (laughs) I was like, yeah, (laughs) mine come to me when I'm trying to fall asleep at night. Yeah. Do you have to like, do you like wake up and scribble them or do you remember them? I remember them because I just will like it's like you know like I don't know it's like almost like a fantasy like when I'm trying to fall asleep at night I like think of like things that I like situations and stuff that I would put my characters in or yeah that I would like to write a book about someday and then I just kind of go from there and think about how I can make it the most like psychologically disturbing thing exactly (laughs) (laughs) and bleak (laughs) I'm going to get you a shirt someday that just says like bleak bleak on it. (laughs) (laughs) Probably what my first book will be named. Ooh, it should be. (laughs) Bleak. Bleak by Garbell. (laughs) People would know. (laughs) Yeah. They would know immediately Mm -hmm. what they were in for. (sighs) I also want to shout out that um, October 3rd is when mm-hmm. the new Jessica Knoll book comes out and also oh, Ashley yeah. Winstead. So now is a good time yes. to pre-order them and tell us and show us how much that you love the blonde the- duo. Mm-hmm. They're the best. We're obsessed I want to see them go on a tour together. That would be so cool. Jessica Knoll and Ashley Winstead. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. I could just see you like pushing me in a wheelchair through because they're, you're like your vertigo is going to come back like you were way too excited <laughs> you're like, not going to be able to handle this no, I was like dripping sweat <laughs> like, onto like, your head as I'm pushing you like sobbing I'm, I'm like, like we're oh getting to the front <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah that would be, that would be sick that's definitely something we would leave the house for 